in this manner you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. From the book of the Exodus, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You may be seated. Friends, it is time to go. The hour has come. The hour has come. It is time to go. Are you ready? Will you go? Perhaps you'd fooled yourself into thinking that this was a merely intellectual matter. That all that would be required of us was a mental assent. Well, I don't like to be the bearer of bad news, but perhaps that is increasingly the vocation of the church, to bear the bad news so that the good news might follow, to plow and harrow the souls of people so that they might be ready to receive the gospel. The hour has come. He is coming. See, he waits. And this will be no bloodless affair. He does not come merely for our minds. He will not be satisfied with that which is simply cerebral. Such a faith mocks what we have received, as if that which has been passed on to us is just a play-by-play for how we might pretend to have been there. It will mutilate every memorial if it has its way. Jesus, Jesus in this case is stuck like every dead person in the past. A helpful example, perhaps, but he is gone. Oh yes, let us read his teachings. Let us see what he did. Let us try to get about doing what he would have us do as best we can. Perhaps you meet him best in the church, but I I prefer to hike Pike's Peak. I prefer to find him only in the picket lines and the protests. I prefer to find him playing on a nice, cool Sunday morning or perhaps a nice Thursday evening. The hour has come. It is time to go. It is time to leave. God did not just leave us here thinking, well, Okay, perhaps if given enough time, they'll get it right. Perhaps perhaps if we just hold on a bit longer, they'll muddle their way through. A damnable heresy, fit only for the fires of hell. The hour has come. It's time to go. Are you hesitating? Are your shoes still in the closet? Did you 
put your walking stick in some storage unit somewhere only to misplace the key. The hour has come. Did you think you'd get out of this without getting some blood on your hands? Without ruining your best dress? Did you really think you'd have time to order dessert? The hour has come. It is time to go. It is time to leave. And perhaps some of you are saying, honestly and rightly, Father, we've already left. We've already left. May it be true of both you and me. But how easy is it to slip back? How easy is it to fall to the back of the crowd and sneak away one morning before the sun has fully risen, heading back to Egypt? Or perhaps we don't do this. We don't take paths through our old sins all the way back to who we used to be. No, but we never truly leave. We never honestly enter the promised land. We never truly pass the Jordan in earnest. And so what do we do? Well, we carry Egypt with us. We carry it with us. And we must be careful. For we will be ever tempted to remake the promised land in Egypt's image an unholy hierarchy, a division of people not just for labor, but of those who matter and those who don't. We do it, of course, in the first place, seeking esteem, respect, perhaps even respect for our parish. When can we, when can we stop being a church plant? When can we stop being a church plant and be a grown-up church. We must be careful. We must be careful. We do not remake Egypt here. That we do not cast idols and forsake love of the poor. We must watch out. For the minute we begin casting earthly crowns of our own, we take our eyes off of the heavenly kingdom which is promised to us. There is, friends, only one, only one who has entered into the promised land honestly, who has walked the hill up to Jerusalem in earnest. He did not make a mere mental ascent. He made the path plain for us, and he made this plain as well, we are to be a pilgrim people. We are to be an exodus people. Indeed, if you're anything like me, you must make not just one exodus in your life, but at least a dozen a day. When you find yourself in a kingdom of your own making, perhaps in a kingdom of someone else's making, and you realize that you have forsaken Christ, and so you leave. We must come to desire him. We must come to desire him alone if we are to make this journey. Because our journey is not only to him, it is through him. He is the way. 
And friends, it is with him so that he truly meets us in the bread and the cup. And if he would humble himself to these, do you not know that he would meet you in your mundane workaday lives? That he longs to meet you there. That any time we say to Jesus, Lord, be with me, be with me this day. Jesus, come with me into this meeting. Jesus, be present amongst my friends. Jesus, let me see you even in the midst of my enemies. Friends, if we invite him, he does not fail to show up. In fact, our invitation is probably to ourselves to see that he was there all along just waiting for us to see him. He does not abhor our simplicity. He does not abhor our lack of gloriousness. He meets us. He meets us where we are. He will come to occupy every plane. In fact, he already has ownership over it. He is already the Lord of all. We get to participate, to see, to watch, to join with him as he enters in everywhere. But of course, it is not just he who dwells with us. Now we are invited to dwell in him, to make the journey closer and closer towards him. As we, earthbound, move towards heaven, and as he, heavenly, moves towards us. The church calendar invites us into his life, and it may seem cyclical, it may seem rote at first, but I invite you not to see it as a wheel, but as a spire, a road carved around the mountain that we are on, moving ever closer to Jesus as we go. We enter in year after year into Lent, through the tritium into Easter, through the ascension into Pentecost, into the ordinary life of the church, and we move ever upward. It is not a rote rotation. It is a glorious spire. Many of you began this journey with one of us, your priests, putting some dirt on your head. Well, tonight we're going to finish the job. We're going to wash your feet because the time for mere mental ascents, it's over. The time has come to go, to follow, to be with Christ. So go. Go to him. The hour has come. The time is now. Are you ready? Go to him. Go to him with dusty brows and consecrated toes, with his body in your belly and his blood on your lips. Go, go to your beloved. He awaits. See, he has stripped off everything that would keep you from coming to him. He has emptied himself of all that would serve as a blockade or a barrier. Christ, Christ is waiting for you. Christ wants you to come with him. He has done it. 
he has accomplished it so that we might dwell in him and he in us. Oh, come, let us adore him. Let us behold him. For in beholding, we will become our, it's now. The time has come. Don't hesitate. Go. Go with your beloved. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.